disturbing from my slumber. I am Eternal Dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 99 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. That's right, I said it. Episode 99. 9-9. That's, that's two nines back to back. And if you switch them around, it'd still be 9-9. That's how high up we are in these episodes. <laughs> episode 99. Uh, we've talked about you know getting to this point for a very long time. Obviously, I technically have exceeded 100 episodes already if you count the bonus episodes. But we're not counting those because those were bonus episodes. So here we are as we stand uh, with the episode before 100. And uh, yeah, it's going to be an exciting time. Hopefully, I'm not going to lie to you. I am pretty exhausted. I've been spending so much time, so much time working on the surprise project for episode 100. Okay, and I know you guys are probably like, where is it, man? Like (laughs) by this point, episode 100 of Dragon Ball Super has already aired. I'm aware of that. I have not watched it yet, though. So as of recording episode 99, Tuesday night, March 5th, I have not watched episode 100 yet. So if you sent me a Facebook message and it looked like it might have had some sort of episode 100 spoiler in it, that's why I didn't read it. Okay, that's why I didn't respond, because I can't on Facebook. It's hard to tell, right? You don't know what's really in it until you click on it. They give you a little bit of a preview, though. Right. Like you can see the first couple words. And if in those first couple words, it seems like it's about episode 100 or an episode I haven't watched yet. I usually don't read those messages until I uh, watch the episode. So rest assured, once I watch the episode, I'll, I'll read the messages. I'll respond. I'll read them on a the podcast, whatever I need to do. Same thing goes for the email, although email is a little different. For some reason, it's just easier to kind of tell what those are about. Um, but I do have several emails i think i got about seven or eight emails maybe um i'm going to read about three of those on this episode and then i'm just going to read the rest on episode 100 because we'll be here for two hours (laughs) if i'm just reading emails right so i'm just going to go ahead did i say episode 200 i meant to say 100 (laughs) i don't know i'm I'm delirious now y'all that's how tired i am anyway uh but yeah so we'll just kind of break the emails in half so don't worry if you don't hear it on this episode you'll hear it very soon on episode 100 because episode 100 kind of needs to be out maybe tomorrow (laughs) or thursday in order to kind of uh tie in and 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 kind of link up with the release of the episode 100 project as well so as it stands right now episode 100 is more or less just going to be a normal type of an episode right i wasn't able to sort of put anything special together no special guests no surprise none of that i'm just gonna tell you all right now okay (laughs) but uh i do have some emails to read that'll generate some 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 cool conversation uh as well as talking about the project itself right because i think once you guys see (laughs) or hear or read or whatever i'm trying not to give too many hints this project that i've been working on for episode 100 and everything that entails you'll understand why the podcast episode itself wasn't a big deal because I just couldn't do it all. But rest assured that the rest of this content is pretty substantial. (laughs) Okay. And I just hope, Oh, I just, I just pray to Lord Beerus and all the Kai's that you guys enjoyed and appreciated. I'm sure you will. I mean, I think it's pretty, I think it came out pretty well. 
Um, and you should be seeing something about that maybe on the Facebook page or so within the next 24 hours or so. So keep an eye on the Facebook page between sort of now Tuesday night and tomorrow night, Wednesday night. And you should be seeing something regarding that. I don't want to say for sure because there are still some things that I have to check into first. You know, there's some things that I have to make sure actually went through, etc. before I can officially say anything, which is why there haven't been any like, you know, I haven't been announcing any release dates because I need to make sure everything's going to come out right first before you guys get to check it out. Right. But optimistically, you'll be fine and you'll be seeing something very soon. So make sure you head over to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. I have gotten a few likes that have come in. Uh, it, 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 you know, so I appreciate that. You guys, by all means, keep it up. Keep sharing the podcast. Keep sharing the page. We're a hundred episodes in basically now uh, in 2019. And, and if we hope to make it to the end of Dragon Ball Super, I'm going to need a hell of a lot of support. I'm going to need to push this thing. Hopefully the project that I'm working on, in addition to the podcast, uh, will help the podcast out, help it grow because I need the motivation. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I mean, I love doing this, but it's just it's not easy to just, you know, week after week to kind of keep up with this you know and i'm talking to myself this isn't like other podcasts where you have another person who can talk when you when your throat hurts <laughs> right <laughs> so um for everyone who's been staying been listening this far i appreciate you guys so much i, I hope you understand that I, I feel like i say that every episode but i want you to know that uh i only do this because you guys keep me motivated to do it so i appreciate that keep up the motivation if you have anything positive you want to say if you want to leave me a review Head over to whatever outlet you use, though I would kind of prefer iTunes because, well, that's just kind of the biggest place for podcasts, I think. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But um, and it's relatively easy to leave a review over there for the most part. So if you have anything you want to say about it, make sure you head over there and do that. Now, in addition to that, I will also have a couple of announcements on episode 100 as well. So there should be plenty of stuff to talk about without me kind of having to do anything too unusual or out of the box or whatever just with the project talk the episode talk the emails as well as the announcements we should still be in for a pretty hefty episode 100 once again stay tuned for the project that's it's coming very soon i'm pretty nervous about it but i'm also really excited about it okay so i hope you guys enjoy all right with that being said um yeah it's time for what are you saying? So if you want to uh, have anything you want to say about Dragon Ball Super, the podcast, etc., you want to send me an email. We can talk about it on the podcast segment called What Are You Saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to go ahead and jump into that right now. I'm going to read a few emails and then, of course, we will transition over to the episode talk for the week. Let's see. The first email I have here is from Ben. Um, the subject line says episode 94 follow up. Ben writes, hey, it's Ben again. I wanted to follow up with my email from episode 94. Sorry it took me so long. I had said that when Goku was waiting at Fortune Teller Baba's that he reenacted a classic fight he had. You were correct in assuming that fight was in Dragon Ball, which is why you didn't remember it. Even for people who've seen all of Dragon Ball, it's not an obvious reference. The fight was between Goku and his grandpa Gohan, who Baba had brought back for a day to fight for her. Here's a YouTube link showing a comparison of the two. I'll try to email more consistently as long as you keep releasing great podcast episodes. Can't wait for the 100 episode milestone. Talk to you later, Ben. Ben, I appreciate that. 
Yeah, it's been a couple episodes since we talked about that, but I appreciate you following up and clarifying that. Yeah, so Ben was was making a mention back in episode 94. There was a moment where Goku was outside of Baba's uh, sort of, I don't know what you call it, palace, living area, <laughs> whatever it is, uh, where he was kind of sparring with the air, and apparently that was a reference to uh, an older episode of Dragon Ball where Goku was... Uh, sort of sparring with Grandpa Gohan and he was kind of reenacting some of the same moves so if you remember that or if you go watch there is a YouTube link that Ben sent me that kind of shows it but uh, it's a very good reference that's something I would have never caught <laughs> by the way even if I had watched Dragon Ball I probably wouldn't have caught that right because what it's just I don't know it's it's but it's a very cool Easter egg and it's also kind of it's also kind of heartwarming too you know if you watch the clip and you say oh man you know he's even now, they still reference Grandpa Gohan, you know, and so it's always cool when they do that. It's always cool when they have like those little Easter eggs in there. So very awesome. Ben, good to hear from you, man. I appreciate you. Uh, thanks a lot for, for listening as always. Let's see. The next one we're going to read here is from Jalen. Jalen, good to hear from you. It says here questions and answers regarding the Tournament of Power. What's up, man? It's been a few weeks. I wanted to give you an answer on the topic of poison blocking key barriers. Back in the Boo saga, Vegito used the barrier to avoid being completely absorbed by Boo, so at least Goku and Vegito already had the knowledge of key barriers years before the Tournament of Power started, so it wouldn't be too difficult to believe that Goku and Gohan developed a defensive strategy using that technique. Uh, let me just stop right there for a second. Okay, so you're saying that this is something that they've established in the show before so it's not like it's unusual that they would do this now yeah exactly and i don't i mean i don't remember the exact email but i don't think anyone was necessarily saying that uh it was unusual that they would be able to do it it was just that they, they didn't show it right i think that was more of the concern is that it's like wait <laughs> when did this happen when did they have time to do it right because you think they would have showed that i mean i would have liked to have seen it and it was also a little bit weird how Vegeta just kind of popped up with it, too. But I get what you're saying. It's something that they've done before. So maybe it would take five minutes to figure out how to do it again. OK, for let's see. It says here, ask for my questions. Number one, when Goku was in the danger triangle, why didn't he just use why didn't he just instant transmission out of it? Number two, when the trio of danger used their final beam attack, did you find it weird that Basil used his hands to launch his key blast? Considering his specialty is using his legs and feet. Number three, do you feel like there are any real stakes in this tournament for Universe 7? If not, does it lower your enjoyment of the arc or make you feel as if the overall quality of the arc is lowered? Thanks. Jalen, awesome, awesome email, man. Awesome. Good, good to hear from you. Um, okay. Let's see. Question number one. When Goku was in the danger triangle, why didn't he just use instant transmission to get out of it? <laughs> man. Oh, Jalen, you sound like a young Tim Bridgewater right there, man. That's the kind of stuff I used to ask. I mean, I still ask those kinds of questions. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That, I mean, that's a, you know, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I have no answer. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the writers don't have one either i mean it's just it's just i think it's just one of those situations where you kind of just have to you just have to suspend your disbelief for the sake of the threat right because 
really, I mean, realistically, Goku could probably power up the Super Saiyan Blue Kaioken and wipe out 80% of these fighters in the Tournament of Power, right? Like, I mean, I don't know everything there is to know about the fighters, but it stands the reason that he's probably stronger than most of them. So, but it's like, we, we can't just do that, right? But for the sake of having episodes and telling a story, we can't just... So they have to create a threat, something that, you know, creates a situation involving these three guys that Goku can't get out of. And yeah, he could have just used instant transmission to get out of it. <laughs> he also could have just jumped over them for that matter. Right. I mean, they were just pretty much running around him in a circle. Now, unless there was just some, I don't know, maybe some sort of unknown, unseen barrier made of key that would have stopped him from being able to do that. That's the kind of shit I like to tell myself <laughs> when I'm when I'm thinking too deeply into something. I say, well, you know what? Maybe they maybe they, you know, maybe since they were the speeds that they were running at and the energy that they were exuding somehow would have kept him in there, even if he tried to get out. I don't know. Right. Because in the Dragon Ball world, there's really kind of no limit to the types of powers these characters have and the way they function. It's really just up to the writers to decide, OK, yeah, so this this character right here uh, has the ability to uh, freeze people with his mind. You know, I mean, they can just make shit up. So it could definitely be <laughs> it could definitely be something like that. But yeah, good question. Number two, when the trigger of danger used their final beam attack, did you find it weird that Basil used his hands to launch his key blast? Considering his specialty is his, his legs and feet. I didn't even notice. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't notice. The only thing I noticed about that was that it looked like Power Rangers. Because <laughs> the Power Rangers had an attack where they would combine all their weapons into one, and they would, just like that, they would unleash them all side by side in these different multicolors, and that's all I could think about when I saw that, which is awesome because I love Power Rangers. You know, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the one I grew up watching. So uh, that's all I could think of when I saw that. I didn't even realize Basil used his hands. Um, so I, I didn't really think about it too much. Number three. Do you feel like there are any real stakes in this tournament for Universe 7? If not, does it lower your enjoyment of the arc or make you feel as if the overall quality of the arc is lowered? <sighs> you know, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, are there any real stakes? Now, obviously, there are real stakes overall, right? And uh, the Grand Zenos wiping out Universe 9 kind of solidified that for everybody. And it kind of, it made me a little bit more worried too, you know, because I was, one of my biggest concerns was in a tournament, how do you, what are the stakes? If you can't, you can't kill anybody in this tournament without being eliminated, I believe. So then the whole threat is elimination, your entire universe being destroyed. But, and I think this is what you're asking here, what are the stakes for Universe 7? Because we as fans of the show we know that universe 7 isn't going to get destroyed right or or and let me let me because i haven't seen it or it will they will get eliminated and somehow they'll be brought back like i feel like it has to be one of those two either way we know that they're not going to stay <laughs> destroyed because we've seen the end of dragon ball z you know we've seen gt whether that is being considered officially canon or not we know the story for these characters does not end with the Tournament of Power. So for us, it, it may be a little bit hard to be sort of invested because we feel, we already know Universe 7 is not going to get eliminated. And if they do, it won't be for good. 
Um, so then the it falls on the shoulders of the writers to make us not think about that and just fo- and, and, and to feel that at any given moment something bad could happen to these characters. Now, do I feel that yet? Mm, not really, but we can get some surprising twists and turns that still keep it interesting, even though we may not feel like they're in any real danger. If they manage to tell really good short stories amongst all of the fighting, which they've been doing so far, I think, then it'll be interesting enough to where I'm not even really worried about that, right? So I do think that there are, there are obviously there are stakes for them. For us, it's a little bit different. It doesn't, and so far, it has not lowered my enjoyment. So far, it hasn't. Um, because I feel like, like I said, they've just been telling these kind of good stories in the meantime. The question is, where the suspense comes in at, more so whether or not they're going to get destroyed, is who's going to get eliminated, how are they going to get eliminated, right? Because, I mean, look what happened to Krillin <laughs> this episode. I would have never guessed that he would have just gotten knocked out by Frost like that, unexpectedly. So it's that kind of shit, I guess, is supposed to kind of keep us on our toes. So maybe we're not thinking about the overall stakes as much. Jalen, excellent question, man. Excellent question. Uh, and I think that's, let's see... Oh, nope, sorry, I missed one. Here we go. Okay, we have an episode, uh, episode. We have an email here from Corey, too, and this will be the last one. We'll, we'll transition over to the episode talk. Corey writes, uh, hey, Tim, it's been a while since I last wrote in, but with the Tournament of Power starting, I was wanting to know some of your predictions. Who is the MVP of the tournament going to be? Who do you think the next Universe 7 fighter to be eliminated is? Having watched this all before, I'm refraining from mentioning anything. Also, what's your favorite non-Universe 7 team so far? Thanks for the great work on the podcast and keep it up. Corey, man, always, always good to hear from you. Uh, okay, let's see. Who is the MVP of the Tournament of Power going to be? Well, I guess I didn't realize there would be an MVP. I mean, I don't know if that's something that is going to be like official because it is a tournament. Maybe at the end of this thing, Grant, the Grand Zenos were like present you know, the MVP with like a trophy or something. I, I don't know, but I, I never really thought about that. But I guess the MVP would be whoever the kind of the last person standing is, right? Or, or I guess the last people maybe. And maybe whoever performed the best out of that. And I, we just haven't gotten far enough into the tournament of power yet for me to be able to kind of make like an educated guess on who that would be. But just based on what I kind of know about some of these characters so far because of foreshadowing, uh, Jiren is going to be <laughs> someone to be dealt with. Top is probably going to be a, a, a pain in the butt. And obviously we've got Goku and Vegeta. So, I mean, I feel like it's probably going to be one of them, <laughs> you know, because I mean, why, you know, it's, it's, it's probably going to be one of them. Right. Uh, and we still got a hit, you know, hit is still a pretty big threat. So I think it can be either one of them, but if I'm just going to give the, the typical answer here, I'll just say Goku, I guess, <laughs> because why not? Okay, who's my favorite non-Universe 7 team so far? Hmm. Well, let's see. I mean, we've only spent time with a few universes so far, right? Universe 11, Universe 9, Universe 6. And Universe 11, if I'm remembering correctly, that's that's the one with Jiren and the Pride Troopers, right? And I don't really like those dudes. 
they're, I don't know, they're kind of stuck up. They're kind of full of themselves over there, and I don't, I'm not really a big fan of them. I mean, once we get to see more, maybe that'll change. So I'm going to say they're not. Um, Universe 6, of course, we spent a good amount of time with just back in the, 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 the Destroyer tournament. Um, but we didn't learn a lot about Batamo and Magetta other than what was kind of told to us from the, from the sidelines, right? Just exposition type stuff. We learned a pretty good bit about Kaba and Frost. Uh, we learned a pretty good bit about Hit, right? We even went to another world with Hit. And then we obviously went to another world with Kaba and etc. And then there's Universe 9, the one that was just eliminated, which we just we had just met pretty much the rest of that team just recently. But we did spend a good amount of time with their Destroyer God, their Supreme Kai, the Trio of Danger, um, etc. So out of those, right, because I'm not going to count the other ones because I, we just haven't spent any time with them. Uh, probably I, I'm going to go with Universe 6. I'll just go with Universe 6 because not because of, okay, because we talked about Kalafla and Kale <laughs> and the sand stuff and while i'm not i'm really not a big fan of that kind of stuff i do like hit i mean i, I one of the best episodes in the entire freaking series was when that episode when hit killed goku i mean that wasn't that just awesome <laughs> that was just a great episode overall and i think because of that and not only that you know the time we spent with champa and then we've got champa and vados and like i love them vados is always given Chompa some shit. It's always funny when it happens. Uh, and, 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 and there's Chompa and Beerus's dynamic. So I'm going to go with other than Universe 7 at this part, at this point, um, Universe 6 is probably my favorite. Okay. All right, man. Awesome, awesome questions this episode. Woo, man, you guys, you guys really brought it with the emails this week. And we've got a few more, but of course, we'll save those to episode 100 because at least one of them as far as i can tell pertains specifically to episode 100 which i haven't watched yet and the other ones may be a little bit more general but you know just so i don't talk myself to death this episode we'll save those until the next one okay so let's move on to the episode talk for this week uh, of course this episode of rock the dragon podcast episode 99 is going to cover episode 99 of dragon ball super called uh show them Krillin's underlying strength. Now I'm not exactly sure that's the best title for this. I mean, I you know it it, it, <laughs> it yeah. I mean it's it's kind of misleading in a way because when I saw that I'm thinking, uh oh, here we go. This is what I've been hearing about. This is what Krillin's training has led to. This is Krillin about to cut up. Krillin is about to go nuts on these people. We about to see a whole new level of strength from Krillin. You know, just from his training and his that awakening that he had with Roshi, you know, and, and, and Goku in the, in the forest and all that stuff. Now it's about to turn into something. And we don't really get any of that. I mean, he puts up a good fight here for sure. But we're not really seeing anything new from Krillin here. And maybe it was just supposed to be a joke. Maybe this whole underlying strength thing was just supposed to be, you know, his stinky feet. I, I don't know. <laughs> but either way. It, it just it didn't end up being what I thought it was going to be based on that title. But hey, well, welcome to Dragon Ball, right? OK, so this episode uh, resumes with um, so Universe 9 has basically just been eliminated. OK, they've been wiped out. 
all the all the fighters are just kind of standing around looking up at Grand Zeno's little area because they're all kind of in shock, you know, and they're just kind of saying, hey, you know, it just kind of brought it home for them. Now, now it feels real. They literally watch these people get eliminated and wiped out right in front of them, just disappeared, gone. <laughs> Um, which by the way, I don't know, is that as bad as it sounds? I mean, I get it. They all probably enjoy their lives, but I mean, if you're just gone and you just don't exist anymore, then you don't know any different. You're just gone. It's not like you're suffering. It's not like you're in hell, right? <laughs> it's not like you're missing anybody because you're, you're just gone. You have no spirit. You have no soul. You have no body, nothing wiped out. Uh, I know I, no one wants that, but I don't know. Maybe it's just not as bad as they think, because half of these people might have gone to hell when they died, which I assume would have been worse. Right. Like, what do you think Frost is going to end up when he's dead? <laughs> you know, so it's like, do you want to get wiped out of existence, period? Or would you want to go to hell? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So Goku makes a mention about the universe getting erased before. And this kind of ties into what we we're talking about last episode where future trunks came up in the conversation. At least they're kind of acknowledging that here, right? They're just, I mean, they're not, they're not bringing up the whole, well, why didn't we recruit future trunks for the term of the power thing? But they're just acknowledging that story. So just in case we were thinking that they were just trying to stay away from it completely. So no one would ask that question. They, they came right back and said, no, we're acknowledging it. We're saying that this happened and you know, Grand Zeno, alternate future timeline, Grand Zeno destroyed uh, that timeline. Uh, I guess just to sort of reiterate the fact that in Goku's opinion, the Zenos are not playing around. And he said, no, we've seen them do it before. They've wiped out an entire timeline. And I guess everybody's coming back with a, with a renewed sense of sort of strength here. So Goku and Vegeta kind of talking, you know, just making their little comments about <laughs> Vegeta saying that he's going to be the one to end up with the Super Dragon Balls. Uh, I don't even know what Vegeta would wish for. If Vegeta had Super Dragon Balls, what do you think he'd ask for? Right? At one point in time, it would have been really clear. If Vegeta would have gotten his hands on a Dragon Ball, he would have wished for, you know, eternal life. Or to be super strong or some shit like that. But now, I don't even know what he would ask for. Especially with the, the Super Dragon Balls. Now, here's one thing that's kind of hasn't been clear. If the the winning universe gets the super dragon balls right not just one person so who decides what wishes are made and etc i don't know i guess we'll find out <laughs> so we get to see universe nine's uh angel attendant for a second they just kind of have to remind us that he's still here because the angels aren't affected by this because they're just higher divine beings and they just don't that just doesn't apply to them and then there's a reminder from whatever universe this is, I don't know, with the one with the Supreme Kai that pretty much looks exactly like Shin, except he's just a different color. <laughs> um, that th those universes should have been grateful to Goku because they were on the chopping block. And then this is something that they kind of brought along. This is an idea they introduced later on. At, at first, it was just who you know whoever lost was going to get eliminated. And then they started to say, well they were going to get eliminated anyway because there's a whole ranking system in the universes and these are all the low ranking universes so they would have gotten wiped out anyway so now at least with this tournament they get a chance to fight to live so 
he's saying that maybe it's not as bad as we think because Universe Nine would have been. We've all would we all would have been gone had it not been for this tournament. Supreme Kai from Universe Seven is sweating. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, they're just saying that they're just sort of reiterating this idea that they're gone. They're erased. Like even the Kai's can't feel their presence at all. So that means no afterlife, no nothing. They've just been wiped out. And then we get this, I was saying, mentioning this earlier, we get this hilarious moment where, where Vados is giving Champa shit and she's just like, oh, somehow I'll find a way to move on after you're gone, Lord, Lord Champa. Like, <laughs> And oh, I just love it. I love it. I need I need more Vados and Champa in my life. I really do. Uh, and Weiss does it too. I mean, Weiss is a little bit more subtle with it, though. You know, when he if he's giving Beerus like a, you know, a smart smart ass remark of some sort, he hides it so well under his politeness to where it's almost like Beerus doesn't even really realize it. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like Vados is a little bit more like just blatant about it. <laughs> and I just I like it. It's funny. Okay. So yeah, we we re we revisit the rest of the Z fighters that's still holding down their little spot over there because I mean, we got to remember here that it doesn't really benefit anybody in the tournament of power to go and seek out a fight. You know, it seems like that, but that, that that wouldn't be the smartest strategy. The smartest strategy would be honestly to just avoid fighting as long as you can, because then you'll last, right? You won't get thrown out if you're not fighting anybody. <laughs> but you still have to be on guard, and they're just kind of watching each other's back. They kind of got like this circle going, uh, and they're just saying, "Hey, you know, we're just gonna we're gonna hold it down over here, unless somebody comes over here and fucks with us." We get a little moment with Frieza and <laughs> Frieza makes a comment about um, finding the Grand Zeno's childlike voices to be in the the disparagement. Is that a word? Disparagement, right? Disparagement <laughs> between that and their actions to be quite vexing. And that's but that it's that's sort of a that's sort of a bigger conversation. Right. I mean, that's I would imagine that's how most of us kind of feel as fans watching it because it's like wait a second why they're so childlike but at the same time they'll just destroy an entire universe in a blink of a second just because they can do it uh, so it's kind of a cool way for to, to just kind of comment to commentate on that through one of the only characters who could probably would actually say something like that frieza and then we visit android 17 and 18 they're kind of giving their ideas uh, their their opinions on this, uh, and universe and and you know, gosh, there's too many. There are too many words. There are too many phrases on this show that have a word followed by a number. Okay, <laughs> it's like episode 27, Android 17, Universe 16. So sometimes I say the wrong shit, right? But hopefully you guys are following along. So Android 17, it's kind of saying we need to remember that we're both androids. We're the, we're the sustaining infinite energy kind, so we don't get tired. So that's an advantage that we have that no one else may have. I mean, they could also have those advantages. We don't know everything about all these fighters. But they're saying that that's something we can use to our advantage. So the Grand Zenos are wondering why the fighting has stopped. And uh, slowly but surely, everything starts to kind of pick back up. Um, meanwhile, we've got 
Universe 6 fighters starting to head over toward Goku and Vegeta. We've got Hit and Batamo. Vegeta rushes toward Hit, but then Batamo steps in front. We've got to remember Batamo is sort of this big bear looking dude. I don't know. Is he supposed to be based on Winnie the Pooh? Or, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and he just kind of absorbs these hits, right? And they kind of remind us of that really quickly but Vegeta's fought this guy before right or somebody fought him somebody fought him back in the in the, the destroyer tournament but Vegeta he already has okay yeah Vegeta did fight him because he says that throw won't work on me this time so um yeah I guess last time he just threw him out I don't I don't remember what happened but this time he wraps <laughs> he, he wraps his arms up into like a knot and just picks him up <laughs> he just picks him up <laughs> And he's just about to walk him to the edge of the ring and just toss him out. <laughs> Which is very funny. And then Chompa starts to freak out. But they're a team, right? This is a team battle. If you see this kind of shit happening, your teammate is supposed to step in and help you if they're paying attention. And then Magetta comes in. And we all remember the Vegeta versus Magetta battle, right? I did a fan edit of that scene uh, where I put the Bruce Falconer Vegeta final uh final flash uh vegeta super saiyan theme underneath it just because i felt like i just missed that music right so you can find it on the youtube channel as well as the uh facebook page but so these are two people that vegeta's fought before and then we switch over and we see okay finally somebody's deciding to go over here and try to challenge universe seven the 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 you know krillin piccolo roshi and gohan it just happens to be this lame ass bird dude who you you can just tell isn't going to be much of a threat. <laughs> but he rushes them and he finally gets them in, into a situation that where they kind of have to break up their uh, their little circle over there. And then they basically they basically team up. You know, we get we get an instructo disc, we get a Kamehameha from Roshi, and they pretty much knock this dude out. <laughs> and this is Universe Ten, right? This is Goasu's universe that this guy is from. Now, when I was talking about the other universes that could have possibly been my favorite earlier, I didn't even think about Universe Ten really, even though that is a even though it is a universe we spent some time with. But we spent all that time with Goasu and Zamasu, not really anyone else, so they weren't even really sort of an option. Uh, once again, these characters have fought before, so they can't they can't not acknowledge that so we have vegeta calling magetta names because last time that was the only way to break his defense was to hurt his feelings but just like universe 7 has learned from every previous fight so it was universe 6 so now they've come up with a plan <laughs> they've come up with an elaborate detailed complex plan to protect Magetta from those insults and that's Batamo basically sitting on his shoulders and covering up his ears which I thought was just hilarious and Vegeta even says something about it <laughs> uh, he says that's ridiculous you're just covering his ears I mean it's just it's funny it's just funny <laughs> it's funny this is the kind of dra silly Dragon Ball shit that I actually like but they kind of have this this team you know because I mean I guess they're pretty invincible when Magetta can't hear and Batamo basically can't be be hurt. 
Then we transition over to, ooh, this is good. <laughs> this is how these Term of Power episodes are going to be. It's going to be like I'm doing actual fight commentary. And then Android 18 comes in. She swings. Oh, she hits him in the face. Oh, no, we're swinging over. We're heading over to Vegeta, and Vegeta unleashes the final flash. I feel like that's how they're going to be because they, they're jumping from fight to fight, and I have to comment on all this shit. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Android 18 was, was having a little a little, little scrap there with a, with a dude, and she, she kind of, knocks him out to the point to where they feel like they're actually concerned that he may be dead okay because if that is you also get disqualified for that for killing apparently uh but he's just faking so he hops up kind of gets to jump on her a little bit unleashes this barrage of, of key blasts at her that are just pushing her closer and closer to the edge of the ring okay so is this it is this is this we're Android 18, but the first character to get eliminated? No, her sweet, darling, short, bald husband flies out, catches it. Well, he didn't really fly. Okay, he, he, he did it. He, yeah, he just kind of jumped out and caught her and then used his energy wave to sort of propel himself back into the ring. Because if you're not watching carefully, you might think that he flew. He didn't. They can't fly in, in, in the null realm. And it just took away all flight abilities. So it was kind of sweet. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> and then it's just funny because, you know, Supreme Kai, Elder Kai is commenting on it and saying it was such a great moment. And he just had to go and ruin it. So then we basically got. Uh, so this guy who almost knocked 18 out. Who was also another wolf sort of looking dude there are a lot of these <laughs> there are definitely a lot of these wolf fox looking characters <laughs> i mean we had the whole trio of danger at least a couple other people this guy uh, i mean obviously this guy's not from universe nine though because all universe nine's fighters have been eliminated uh and but we you know he seems to be pretty formidable here and android 18 and krillin are saying hey you know let's let's try this technique out that we've been trying we're practicing whatever which i think is cool like I, one of the things I'm looking forward to the most in terms of power is this kind of stuff, you know, seeing how people work together, seeing some tag team stuff. And of course, it's, it makes it a little bit more sweet because they're husband and wife. Right. <laughs> it's just something really touching about it. And they're just kind of throwing these key blasts back and forth to each other, just kind of confusing this guy. And, you know, and then Android 18 just kind of hits him with it. So, uh. Yeah, that's cool, because up until this point, you know, we had never really seen Krillin and 18 fight together like this. I mean, there was a little bit when in the sparring, when Goku was sparring with, with Krillin. She basically, I think, jumped in at one point and, like, kind of bailed him out of a situation. And that's when they kind of realized the benefits of teamwork. So we kind of see that that training there is kind of being put to use here because he bails her out, <laughs> you know, and then she bails him out. Of a, of a situation in a, in a minute, I think. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of it's it's just it's, it's nice to see that. It's nice to see like these double team sort of team ups and stuff like that. So uh, so yeah, they knock this dude out, okay, using teamwork, which is pretty cool. But then out of nowhere comes oh what what is this? Another furry dude, <laughs> another wolf like fox like furry looking creature. I mean, I guess it stands the reason they'd be a lot of these these guys. Uh, but yeah, just kind of comes out of nowhere. Drop kicks, Krillin. Um, this guy's a very interesting looking guy. He's got these sort of big 
uh, rings in his ears. I wouldn't call them earrings necessarily. I don't think they're supposed to be that. Uh, there's definitely a lot of mythology sort of tied into ancient Japanese war, not just Japanese, but warriors uh, having big, like these big rings, you know, like on their weapons, on their swords, just on their body, etc. So this character is probably influenced from a little bit, a little bit about that from that. So Krillin says he hands Krillin's, she Krillin hands 18 some sunglasses and he says you may want to put these on. So I think we know what's about to happen here, right? The solar flare technique. Probably the big one that he's been working on for a while. Funny little shot with Roshi saying, when did he get my glasses? Those are mine. But the solar flare does not work. Okay. To me, it should have stopped working the second they left Earth because there is no sun in the new realm. But okay, fine. And I'm not saying that this is the first time they've ever used solar flare in a place where there was no sun. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that most of the time I feel like it was, right? They would fly directly in front of the sun and then solar flare and they would get really bright because the idea was always that they would be using their key to manipulate the light from the sun to make it get stronger. But now I guess they can just generate that light from their bodies. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Um, which is which is not the craziest thing in the world because they can do that kind of shit. But what's important here is that it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So the question is, well, why doesn't it work? We find out immediately that this guy's blind. All right, he's blind. So they quickly sort of deduce that if he's blind, how's he tracking our movements? It wouldn't have been my first guess to say that it was by smell because there are many of other ways there are many other ways of tracking people's movements in Dragon Ball World like just sensing where they are sensing their key listening to their footsteps whatever but they kind of jump to smell pretty quickly and that's just kind of <laughs> convenient for the story I guess and it turns out that that's right he's just kind of using his smell to uh to track them so this is kind of they they get back into it they're kind of fighting it up and this is where Krillin pulls out his underlying strength, I guess, his uh, special technique. What's that? Uh, does it involve manipulating key? Nope. He takes off his shoe. <laughs> he throws it at the guy and the stench is so bad that he can't smell, so he can't track where he is. Uh, uses that opportunity to charge up a Kamehameha and blast this dude out of the ring. Okay. It's once again, it just wasn't my favorite, but it's kind of funny and it's kind of a Dragon Ball thing. And I, and I think I kind of predicted it, too. I think I was kind of thinking, well, if he's tracking them using smell, then somebody's going to fart or something like that. <laughs> right. And to, to throw him off. And that's pretty much what happened. And even 18 is like, when we get home, I'm washing those shoes. <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, everybody's celebrating because they've just taken out two people. Krillin and 18 here basically in the past however many minutes or seconds and this is where his guard is dropped uh, Frost sneaks up on him and just basically tail whips his ass clean out of the ring and uh, that's it for Krillin <laughs> just like that that's how Krillin went out and then <laughs> see this is what you do this is how you win Frost is just going around sneaking around knocking people out I mean why fight Right. And then 18 is about to try to put a whooping on him. And he threw down a smoke bomb like he was a ninja. OK, like he was a ninja. He just threw a smoke bomb out and just disappeared. Uh, so, yeah, Krillin ends up on the sidelines here. We got our first 
uh, eliminated fighter from Universe 7. Uh, I think we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, I, or, or maybe the episode before last. I did not. I, w- I don't think I would have predicted Krillin. Um, and I, I'm not. I, I wish it wasn't Krillin. I wish we got to see more of him fighting because I mean, I thought that this was going to be one of those situations to where it's like here's an opportunity to see how far these fighters that used to not be able to keep up with this kind of stuff have come since then. And I don't. I didn't feel like Krillin really got a chance to really do anything. Really, I mean. At least he helped take out two people before he went out and he didn't go out like a punk. You know, <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't scared. He wasn't running away or anything. He just got he got snuck, you know, and then that's just how it happens sometimes. But I guess it was a matter of time. Somebody had to be first. So I guess they said, why not let it be Krillin? Right. So I wish I could see we got to see more of him, but he'll be on the sidelines and we'll just kind of see what happens from this point on. So that pretty much does it for the episode. That does it for the episode talk. So what do you think about that, guys? What are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, episode 100 will be long so soon that you probably won't even get much of a chance to comment on this episode before that episode comes out. But, you know, I can always read it on the future episode. So don't ever let that deter you. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that about does it, guys. Wow, man interesting stuff i mean it's the we're getting pretty much action-packed episodes plot twists uh devastating stuff suspense if every episode of terminal power is like this then we're in for one hell of a ride and if you want uh me to still be here by the end of dragon ball super i need your support that's my segue <laughs> that's my segue into that yeah uh, so leave me reviews, uh, comment, like the page, share the page, talk about it with your friends. Some of you guys probably hang out in groups of people that watch Dragon Ball. You think they might like it? By all means, share it with them. Um, I'm a little bit hesitant to do that because I, I can't go into a Facebook group because I, I don't know what I'm going to see. Right. I might see a spoiler in there. So if you're someone who watched the Japanese version and you already know what's going to happen anyway, by all means, go into a group, tell people, share, spread it around. I, I, I very much will appreciate it. Once again, episode 100 will be along uh, probably within the next 24 hours at the latest, maybe the next 36 hours. But keep a very close eye on the Facebook page because the one, the episode 100 associated project should will likely be out actually before the uh, actual episode itself. <laughs> the actual podcast episode um so yeah you definitely don't want to miss that so make sure you keep your eye on that page uh keep excited for me thank you guys so much one more episode to 100 we'll we'll talk more and more about how thankful i am on that episode uh, so until then guys until next time for rock the dragon podcast I'm tim bridgewater uh, see you guys next time and keep on rocking the dragon